This is the Book of Boba Fett After Show. Welcome everyone to another episode of Rodian Radio. This is the Book of Boba Fett After Show, Chapter 5, The Return of the Mandalorian. I'm your host, Chase, and I'm here with my good friend, Danny. Hello, everybody. How's it going? We, uh, <clears throat> before we get into this, uh, do have a little bit of breaking news. I don't know if anybody's seen or not, but there are three new Star Wars video games in the world. That is true. And I heard one of them was Jedi Fallen Order 2. Mm-hmm. And the other one is an open world Star Wars game. That one would probably be the one that I pick up, depending on how it is. Um, and don't forget the most important one: Lego Star Wars the Skywalker Saga. Yes, the game that's been rumored delayed like for thirty like the times, past four years. Oh, but God, uh, we uh, <clears throat> we're pretty pumped for the for tonight's episode. We got a mm-hmm. good episode. Uh, sorry, we're doing this right at the last minute, but you know scheduling happens life happens but uh we're here for you guys tonight on episode uh book of boba fett after show episode five the return of the mandalorian also if this is your first time checking us out we appreciate it um you can uh find us on our instagram we have twitter just search rodian radio podcast or our twitter is rodian radio pc instagram is rodian radio podcast and we're also on youtube uh, wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to us on there. We are on YouTube at Rodian Radio uh, Podcast, I believe. It may just be Rodian Radio. Either way, if we can hit a hundred subscribers on our YouTube, we will be giving away one of our Wolfpack hoodies. Uh, you don't want to miss them out. Me and Danny both have one, and I wear mine literally almost every morning. So <laughs> Dude, that's literally my work sweater like i wake up and i'm like what am i gonna wear to work i'm like that's just the best one yes it's the and best like, one it's the best materials uh hoodie i, I have I'm actually wearing yeah. uh the uh, podcast shirt right now so uh, they're very comfortable shirts you don't want to miss out on them if you're a fan of our show uh, i plan to take this shirt actually to the convention at icc con mm-hmm. in nashville and see if i can get it signed by some of the actors That'd be pretty dope. So that'd be awesome. But uh, without... thing about the, I was gonna say another thing about the shirts is that if you guys are wondering, like, so when you wash it, it doesn't fade or anything like that. The no. texture is really good. It like stays to, and it doesn't shrink. That's it doesn't thing. shrink. No, it's it's just like you're taking it out, you're putting it in. It's the same thing. Yeah. But uh, they're they're very comfortable and they're they're pretty affordable. I mean, they're not you know overly priced or anything. They're reasonable prices. About what you'd walk into a Target or something and. Mm-hmm. pay for clothing but uh you can find the pictures of those on our instagram um but without further ado let's get into the book of boba fett after show chapter five so we start off with uh you know Mando. you know to tell you the truth i don't know if i was watching uh i don't know if Sorry i was watching no look, i understand man this was the, probably one of the greatest <laughs> star wars things i've ever seen <laughs> I want to hear your okay. Let's hear your side of it because then I have a completely different side. I was like, I was like, oh my god. Okay, let's hear your side first because I think okay. So (laughs) my side is I don't know if I was watching the Book of Boba Fett, Mando Chapter Three Season One, or Halo Infinite. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I was watching, man. I just know that Dave Filoni put Halo in Star Wars without putting halo in star wars it's like those memes where you see it's like hey can i copy your homework and it's like yeah just don't make it obvious <clears throat> so yeah. we see the we see din Djarin on a halo ring 
Uh, and I was actually talking to Danny like the the day the episode came out. I'm like, can you imagine if they put Master Chief riding a Rancor? How awesome would that be? Like, I would lose my mind. That'd be something I never would have expected to happen. But uh, my take on this episode, I thought it was a 10 out of 10. It uh, had, you know, good dialogue. It had humor where humor was needed. A little bit, little bit of it did drag on, like, uh, when Pelimoto was talking about dating a Jawa. Like, I didn't need to know all that. Yeah. <laughs> like, look, we get it. You know, she's all, she just kept going on about, you know, they're furry. They're really furry. I'm like, I don't need to know that. But it's it's good. I like I like her character. She's very, she's the she's the Star Wars comic relief. You know, you know, you know. In the prequels, we had Jar Jar. In the original trilogy, I guess you could say that Chewie was the comic relief. You know, Han and Chewie. So it only makes sense to have that kind of character in these shows. But uh, no, I loved the uh, the lore of the Mandalorians, the dark saber of uh, uh, what was his name, Tar Vizsla. Uh, yeah, I loved the backstory about that. Of course, I already knew that. But, you know, for people who don't know that, it, it's it's a good way to do it. And they did it so very subtle. They didn't drag it on. But uh, I thought that was great. The action was great. But Boba Fett forgot to appear to his own show. I'm like, what? Boba's not even in the episode? At least he got a name mention. At least they did say Boba Fett. So, But like I said, I don't know if we were in Mando Chapter 1 of Season 3 or, you know, the Book of Boba Fett Season 1, Chapter 5, or Halo Infinite. So, e- either way, I just enjoyed it. So, that that's my take on it. So, let me hear your complete so, 180. So, I like to... So, first of all, this, I on the Pacific side, it comes out first, like, right at the dot on midnight. So, Chase hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, I don't get to and, see it until, like, three hours after Danny gets to. And, and like, I, I see it, right? And, like... I, when I saw Mando go through the, like, the currents, I was like... I knew exactly who it was. Like, I knew exactly and, who it was. And I was like, overall, the whole show was great, but like I wanted to tell Chase. I literally told Chase, I quit ladies, Star Wars. Ladies and gentlemen, when I woke up and saw the text message from my friend Danny, who shares a passion of Star Wars, sends me a text message at not even 6 a.m. that says, I'm done with Star Wars. They did this show dirty. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, no. They ruined it. They ruined it. And so after I watch the episode, I, I, I get on there, and I'm like, Danny, how could you not like this, man? How could you not like this? And he's like, bro, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm totally messing with it. I just wanted to see his reaction. I, was, I just wanted to give you, like, the benefit of the doubt. I was like, this show is horrible, like, every, like anything. And then, like, it just, like, reverses the emotions. But anyways, like... Honestly, I forgot I was watching the book of Boba Fett. There was no way, like I yeah, thought I was. I watching think everybody the, did. <laughs> like I, I literally turned on, turn it on, right, and then like I see the ring, and I'm like, are we watching the the Halo trailer from Paramount? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And like it was pretty cool that they brought some Halo, like yes. I guess the ring with the. Uh, how the city but if you noticed it wasn't a complete ring it was like a a half ring and it was kind of like you know it was kind of like moving while it was yeah it still gave halo vibes it's like yeah yeah very very good halo vibes and i thought the the fight scene was appropriate it was really cool i'm gonna be honest i'm surprised that they actually put the, the first fight scene of this episode on a disney plus show 
Because, I mean, we've seen, you know, violence in Star Wars before, but to see somebody get chopped in half and then be decapitated and their head be thrown in a bag, that's... That's not a Disney show. That's not Disney. Then again, we did see Crosshair murder a bunch of villagers. That's like cartoons. Yeah, that's That's, cartoons. It's a big difference. He committed genocide. (laughs) And, like, overall, it was... that, That was, like, the perfect episode. Like, the... I, Boba Fett was is basically the Titanic, and the Mando literally went like Mando was the iceberg. He literally was the <laughs> iceberg, and literally went like manual overdrive to carry this. I don't know, almost pathetic like show. Like honestly, like Book of Boba Fett is good. They did him dirty because they didn't give him enough like like moments like where he's like boba fett you know like they're developing him like i was telling as you, a like, new boba fett like dave filoni is a fourth quarter guy this is him in the this is him in like the first two minutes of the first fourth quarter mm-hmm. like and like the, the whole like i forgot i was watching the book of boba i had to remind myself this is the book of boba fett this is in mandalorian like episode one like or like i'm sorry like season three episode one and like what's cool is that you, you see the aftermath after the second season or season two ending where it's it's just him yes and like he's doing like these lone bounties and like and then he goes to the armor lady and the whole thing they brought like they gave me terminator vibes when they started like going flashbacks of like mandalore mandalore yeah, is literally like that was burnt Term- toast. i i've never seen terminator but i could see where uh, you get that from uh, it literally like mandalore is basically burnt toast and <laughs> this like point of the state yes yes star wars and it was cool how they mentioned like Bo-Katan and everything. I think that because um, I got this from Star Wars, the Star Wars theory. Like, shout out to them. They're they're really really good one. They're like on the dot with like certain things that they pointed out. I didn't notice this, but the the lady, the 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 iron, the blacksmith lady, the armor. It's 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 rumored to say that she's like a mall supporter because she has little spikes on her. Yes, head. I've heard that. So I was like, that's why she was like kind of dissing on Bo-Katan because yeah. like, oh, she takes out like she's not worthy or whatever. And yes, then, but if you pay very close attention in the Clone Wars and the Siege of mm-hmm. Mandalore, I'm pretty sure that takes place on one of the moons of Mandalore, yeah. which is called Concordia. Yeah. And in the Mandalorian, or I mean, I'm sorry, here I am, the Mandalorian. No, the Book of Boba Fett. It Dude, says, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, which one? I thought yeah. we were in Halo. Yeah. Like, if you were. If you were on special substances, you wouldn't know if you were in Halo, like Mandalorian, or like Boba Fett. Like, yeah. you wouldn't know. You, if I threw you in there, you wouldn't know which three. No, I'd like, just be glad to be there. Yeah. But so in the Clone Wars, we have Concordia, and then in the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 5, she talks about Concord Dawn. Yeah. So, yeah, she may be a, a, a Maul DeLorean. But I don't think she was very, like... She may have just been the person who made weapons, you know, from... Because if I was Maul, I would keep my person who builds my my equipment far away from the battle. Even a bigger one, I don't think Star Wars Three talk about. What if she was the one that built, like, his... Or, like, upgraded his metal legs or something like that? Like, yeah. Because they changed slightly mm-hmm. and everything. Who knows? But, like... Yeah, I thought that was cool. You missed one thing that I thought you were going to talk about. The Phantom Menace Speeder. Yes. <laughs> I was like, 
Oh, like they literally made it into like a like some like hot rod, like hot. And wheels. this is what I love about these Disney, not Disney. I love this about John Favreau and Dave Filoni and Bryce Dallas Howard and Taika Waititi and all of these guys directing these live action Star Wars shows. They put so many references into the first six films. And you don't hear nothing about seven, eight, and nine, and that makes me so happy. Like, who would have thought I would have been ecstatic to see the canyon that Anakin Podrast in again? Who would have thought to see anything Phantom Menace related? Yeah, for real. Besides Darth Maul. Yes, yes, yes. And we even got a a little nod to Fallen Order in this episode with the BD unit. Yeah, the little BD. I thought. When I first seen that, I was I said to myself out loud, I said, "Are we gonna see Cal Kestis?" Yeah. But I don't think so. I don't think that's the same droid. I think it's just the the same model of the droid. But uh, we do know that Pelimoto has R five, which if you're you're not familiar with R five, I'm pretty sure that was one of the droids that Luke and Uncle Owen was gonna go buy from the Jawas in A New Hope, but instead, you know, uh, the Force, quote unquote allowed that droid to explode forcing luke to buy r2 so that i'm pretty sure that is that same droid because i mean they look very similar i mean they're very close to the same colors but uh so i want to save the big thing i want to talk about towards the end because i'm going to blow a lot of people's mind if you haven't already heard this rumor Uh but uh so let's break this episode down so we start out with mando he's doing the lone wolf bounty hunting thing and he gets paid, and that when he goes in the elevator and he goes up to the lower to the upper decks, and he goes in and he takes his money and he walks out. If you noticed, that whole scene is one take. There was not one cut in that whole scene, and I just I don't know. It's something about that that camera shot. It it just it's so mesmerizing. Like you forget that you're watching. A, a film or a TV show because it, it there's no cuts. It's like you're there, and I really I really like that. So hats off to whoever that camera guy was and direct and Bryce Dallas Howard. She was the director. Of course, if if you noticed in the last after show that we did, I did say that Bryce Dallas Howard, Dave Filoni, and Robert Rodriguez is rumored to do the last three episodes. What I don't know is who's got chapter six. I don't think Dave Filoni would be he's, the one doing the, the finale. I don't think he is. I don't I, think he I, is. I'm betting it's the finale. I don't think There's he no is. Way. I think they're going to lead that for um, Robert Rodriguez. I think Dave Filoni's going to be directing this one because, spoiler alert, we're getting Luke Skywalker back, folks. Mm-hmm. Just imagine what Dave Filoni can pull off by having Mando, Grogu, and Luke Skywalker, you have. Who knows how long Grogu has been around? Like, where did he come from? He was probably there before. Obi Wan. I'd assume. Yeah. In the Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. So we have a, post, or I'm sorry, a, pre, Clone Wars character. We have a Clone Wars character, which is Din Djarin. You know, basically, he is a Clone Wars character because he was a foundling in the Clone Wars. And then you have an original trilogy character all in the same episode. Can you imagine the callbacks to maybe Rebels? 
maybe Clone Wars. Who knows? Maybe Dave Filoni is going to be like... Like, there's so many directions that my thoughts are going right now. Because if I was the director for this next episode, I would definitely have Luke and Grogu. I would start the scene off when we see Grogu. I would start the scene off with Luke teaching him how to construct a saber. That would be my first shot. And I would see Grogu, and I would have Grogu, you know, like, meditating with his little hands like he does. But I would also have Luke talking to other fallen Jedi. Who else would be the Jedi he would be talking to? Mace Windu. Mm. Uh, I don't know about that one. It could what if it why is why can't it not be Obi Wan? It could be Obi Wan, but I feel like Mace Windu would be the perfect fan service character without having fan service. Uh, is, or what if he's talking to Anakin? He may be talking to Anakin. I don't think that's possible though. I don't think that they're gonna go I, that far. But what if what if what if what if like Mando, you know, that he meets up with Boba. Boba's like, all right, I'll go with you. We get there, we have our confrontation of Luke and Boba, and Boba's like, No hard feelings, mate. And 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 Luke's like, you know, all is forgiven or whatever, and he's like, I hear you're hiring muscle. How about you take my two my two guys right here and it pans over and it's Han and Chewie. Like, like, just imagine Han and Chewie and Mando versus and Black Chrysanthemum too, versus the Pox. There's no way they're gonna stand a chance, even if they do have Cad Bane or somebody. The Pikes, the Pikes need somebody like Cad Bane. It's the perfect episode for Dave Filoni to direct. I'm gonna call it right now. Like, if if they don't add a Clone Wars character or like somebody that can match basically mando because boba fett is like in he's like still i guess getting stronger but like it has to be campaign if it's not campaign i'll even take boss but boss would be on the side of boba yes you know? i would love to see dingar yeah the like dingar or the toilet paper head is that the guy yeah that's dingar <laughs> or like, if, I, the only way i see is is campaign and then they have a mexican standoff with and with Rango. there there you go there's the the re the re rewrote standoff between Boba and Cad Bane. Mm-hmm. And it could be the end for one of the characters. Or both. Or both, yes. Maybe it is. You know, maybe That'd Cad be- Bane dies instant and Boba, you know, has still got a little bit of life left in him because he's wearing Beskar. But he gets shot just right there in the neck. But, but what if Boba, I mean, I'm sorry, Cad Bane hits the same spot that he hit in Boba's head so the bullet would, like, penetrate through? Mm, maybe it would. I can see Cad Bane doing that. Yeah. I don't see the him missing is, targets. How are they going to do? Who's going to be Cad Bane? I think it's going to be a nobody, but at the same time, the voice actor has to come Yes, back. the voice actor. I don't care who's wearing the suit. Yeah. you got to have the voice actor. They need Cad Bane. Cad Bane cannot to... be Cad Bane without the raspy voice. Yeah. And, and keep in mind that Cad Bane is one of those species that, like, don't really age yeah we don't know anything about him because i heard in the clone wars he was like technically like 50 his species is called a duros yeah but we don't know nothing about him they were in a new hope they were in the cantina but i mean that's i think that's the only live action version and we know from the battlefront game uh i forget what his name shriv is that his name shiv something like that he's a he's a duros he's like your you know your right hand man but and i 
And I think he would be the perfect character because I think he counters Jedi because he has those oxygen things on the... On Dude, the in the Clone Wars, that. he literally wielded a lightsaber yeah, and fought Kenobi. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Cad Bane is, you know, I don't, it, it's the perfect character to bring in. And I don't see why they can't do it. I really don't. I don't they see why they can't. They can bring in Halo. They can bring in Cad Bane. Yes. But, <laughs> or Master Chief. But what I'm kind of boggled about is you know if we're going to be seeing luke so many people was upset at the cgi of him in season two of the mandalorian i don't think we're going to be seeing a lot of luke like talking i think it'll be you know the lighting and stuff will kind of hide the cgi Mm -hmm. but the big thing i wanted to talk about is this whole episode this whole episode snowballed effect to somebody having to teach Din Djarin how to use the Darksaber. Who else would be better to teach him how to use the Darksaber besides Luke Skywalker? Because in the Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, who was it? Was it Ezra? Kanan. It was Kanan. That Kanan taught, taught Sabine. Sabine how to use the Darksaber. Yeah. Because she even says it's heavier than I thought it would be. So just think about that. You guys listening, you guys watching, just think about that. Mando and Grogu being taught by the son of Anakin Skywalker. Just think about that. That's crazy to me. And I can't believe that I am witnessing this live. Like if you would have told me when the Rise of Skywalker come out and when even when Mandalorian first came out, if you would have told me we're going to get the return of Luke Skywalker, Ahsoka, Boba Fett, and then we're going to lead up into the Boba Fett spinoff show, a Kenobi spinoff show, an Andor spinoff show, an Ahsoka spinoff show. I would have been like, there's no way. There's no way I'm ever going to see any of this done under Disney. Because, let me tell you something. After the sequel movies came out, I'll be honest, it ruined Star Wars for me. <laughs> yeah, you, we were part of that. It, I, I thought... it ruined Star Wars for me to the fact where I didn't even count them as real Star Wars. Yeah, it was just laser sword battles and stuff. When I saw the Last Jedi, actually, after I think it all burned burned down. I think in the Last Jedi, and then when I saw the trailer for Rise of Skywalker, like I was like, you know, I'm gonna watch it because I'm a Star Wars fan, but I know this movie's gonna suck. Yeah. And then, like, I didn't know it was going to suck that bad where I'm, like, the fan base is divided. This is where, like, yeah. the fan base is completely, like, yeah. this. See, The like, Force Awakens, I love The Force Awakens. I thought they yeah. did a good job with that movie. Mm-hmm. But with them not knowing where to take it in the next two films is what, I mean, it shows. I mean, it, they derailed Star Wars from The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker is because they literally had no clue what they wanted to do. And I enjoyed episode eight and nine the first time I watched it and the second time I watched it. But the more I watched it and the more I kind of paid attention to what was going on, the dialogue, the acting, the writing, it, you know, it it quickly went downhill in, in my books. It's not George Lucas. Yeah. It's not George. And I think if John Favreau and Dave Filoni even wrote seven, eight, nine, it would just, Still be phenomenally different than what Disney did. 
yeah, Disney just wanted to make profit off of it, like, like merchandise. Like, th- I remember seeing so many like racks of toys and stuff, and nobody wanted them because they were one Ray, and two. Like, yeah, really. <laughs> it was like, and it, like they literally made a blow dryer a Star Wars character. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, Fun fact. Did you actually know that J.J. Abrams voiced the the blow dryer? But what I was going to say, Dave Filoni is the voice of Chopper. Did you know that? How's he the voice of Chopper? I guess he just makes the sounds. I guess, I guess so. But I heard that he's he's really embarrassed to let people know that that he did the voice for Chopper. But I think that's awesome because I love Chopper. Chopper's amazing. I think he's like the most bloodthirsty droid that there is. Chopper is a stud. He is a that's stud with his, his little arms. Yeah, that guy has like so much anger in him. He does. He's worse than R2. R2 just voices his anger where Chopper actually expresses it. Yeah, that's straight up, man. Like, but anyways, back to the episode. I thought that every scene that was in the show, or like every scene in that episode, was a hit. Like from like part one, mid, beginning, yes. middle, ending. Yes. And then I thought the I think the funniest thing was when when uh, Mando was. I guess he's not even a Mandalorian, so it's just Jin or Din. Ah, uh, he's um, a Mandalorian. But he's no longer like. He's a Mandalorian. But I did, I did find it kind of odd how she's like, the only way you can be redeemed is if you go bathe in the the waters underneath the uh, the temple or whatever on Mandalore. And he's like, but yeah, it's like all been destroyed. Mines. And she's yeah. like, oh well, guess you're out of luck. Yeah, I'm surprised she didn't ask for the lightsaber. Yeah, well, that would, him. well, that would defeat the purpose of her being the leader of Mandalore because she didn't win it in combat. But I, I, I did I did like how they had uh, Paz Vizsla, mm-hmm. uh, you know, try to take the saber. They had a good fight, and there for a while I really thought that he had got the best of Din. I yeah. really thought Din was down. But, it, you know, it was kind of just off the, the 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 top of the moment, you know, mm-hmm. off, off the head where, you know, they fought, and the armor's like, enough, have you ever removed your helmet? Like, what? <laughs> How did that have anything to do with this fight? But, uh, yeah, like, I can just maybe imagine. She knew maybe, yeah, maybe she did knew because he does act a little different now that he doesn't have Grogu. I guess she could kind of tell that he's kind of off balanced or whatever. Yeah. So, in order for a Mandalorian to have that much attachment, you know, they had to be close in some sense. And how else for a Mandalorian to be close? You know, take your helmet off to somebody you care about. But. Um, I thought it was I thought it was good, but I've noticed that Bryce Dallas Howard is uh, the episodes that she directs of The Mandalorian and of this episode of Boba Fett. She does the episodes where it talks about the lore and the backstory of The yeah. Mandalorians because she directed, if I'm not mistaken, she directed the episode in season two of The Mandalorian with Bo Katan. Uh-huh. I think she was the director of that episode, and we all know how good that episode was. So. She was the director for that, so I, I I like her as a director. She's very good. Did you know that she's actually Ron Howard's daughter who directed Solo? Yeah. So I liked Solo. Solo was an okay movie. Like, I think the overall, I think overall as a movie, it was okay. There were some parts that were better than others. Yeah. But it like it had. No it was way. a good standalone film. Yeah, 
the guy that played Han Solo was alright. Yeah. Like, I forgot the guy's name. Me too. I, should, I forgot. Like, I just know his face. That's yeah, all. yeah, yeah. But, but uh, like, I liked how they brought back the uh, the Phantom Menace, the, or like yeah. the guard speeder or whatever, and then like, X-Wings pull him over and he just straights up. Yeah, it. man. That's <laughs> going to be put into action. Yeah, Trust me, definitely. that's going to be put into action somewhere. And, you know, if you notice how Pelimoto's like, I took the droid cockpit out because I know you're not a fan of droids, but he's still got the cover for that cockpit. Who else could that be for? Grogu. Maybe. That's a Grogu cockpit right there because what if he gets there and Luke's like, he's too powerful, I can't train him. No way. And that would that would put them back together. That means Luke like just gives up on nah, Well, maybe, maybe he like has a vision of, you know, young young Ben. Yeah, like maybe he has. No, 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 no. (laughs) No, I'm saying like, what if he has a vision of Ben destroying Uh, the temple, and he's like, here, you need to take him and find another Jedi, because I've seen the future. And he's like, so who would the other Jedi be? Ahsoka. I don't think it'd be Ahsoka. Because uh-huh. we've already went down that road. Mace Windu. It's it's such a long shot with Mace Windu because, like, oh, when I was talking about earlier, I was talking about, like, Force Ghosts, like Anakin. He could be talking to, like, Anakin, like, Obi-Wan as a Force Ghost. But, mm-hmm. like, Mace Windu in the flesh. I'm being honest. I'm one of those people who does not believe he died after falling out that window. No, I don't think so. I don't think he's dead, but, like, he, like, he obviously had to get out of touch with the Force at some point, but so did Obi-Wan, and we see how he came back. I don't know. It's a very interesting thing. I think how this this next episode is going to be is Luke training Mando how to use the lightsaber, and then when he goes to help Boba, like, it's already going downtown. Like, yeah. Like, the pikes are, like, blowing everything up, and then, they, and then at the end of the episode, they bring in one Cad Bane or two a recognizable... Clone Wars, like I can like, tell you this, I am about eighty-five percent certain. Eighty-five and that there's the going to be a big moment in this next episode that leads into the last episode. I feel like there's going to be a huge jaw-dropping moment in this episode. I'm gonna stay away from any social media platform. <laughs> so if I wake up in the morning to a text message from you that says. This is the best thing ever. You're gonna see the. Opposite. I'm gonna say, dang, Farrick. <laughs> they honestly, did it. No, they ruined it. I can't trust you anymore. I don't know who you've become. Who can it be? I'm literally like thinking. I'm gonna start saying that, dank Farrick. Who's? It has I, I, to be a bounty hunter. This is a bounty hunter show. Yeah, it's got to be Cad Bane. If Cad Bane is not in it, I'm going to be shocked. But they could take an alternate route and pull somebody from Legends. Who? I'm not that familiar with Legends, but I know enough to know enough. I don't know of any other bounty hunters that was not in canon that's in Legends. Besides... Uh, the um, uh, it's it's the gray. It kind of looks like the holiday special Boba Fett, but it's not. He's got a name, and I can't remember his name. But in 
the expanded universe, there was another bounty hunter that dressed up as Boba Fett who went uh-huh. around and pretended to be Boba Fett. Uh-huh. So they could do that, but I don't it's think it would have now. the same effect yeah. as if they did Cad Bane. It has to be Cad Bane. I would literally be screaming uh, in the middle of the night. Like, <laughs> What if it's like, not even a bounty hunter? Like, What if it's just some rando and this gives them a chance the to have Chrysanthemum and just rip the arms off of whoever. Chrysanthemum's an okay character. I like, like him. He's alright, but like... Other, people, other thing I was talking about is that... Who's that girl at the end of... Uh, or Maul's Apprentice at the end of Solo? Uh, Kira. Yeah, they're thinking about Kira, but I'm like, she's a lame character too. Like, she's like... Yeah, she, well, she, she may be a lame character, but in Legends, she actually was trained by Darth Maul. And so she's basically a Sith, but she does not have the Force. Like, she knows how to fight with a lightsaber and all that stuff. And she is, I guess you could say, like, the head of Crimson Dawn. And we know that the Pikes and Crimson Dawn, you know, they're very big partners with each other. So I could see them bringing in Kira. But she's not. I I would absolutely just lose my mind if they bring in Maul. But it's not going to happen because he's he's dead. Yeah. It's just not like... She just has all this. She's just like she's, the head of the clan. She's, but she's more not like style than she is action. Yeah, yeah. There's no action to her. Like, sure, yeah. like it'd be nice to see a solo character, but I'm just like, okay. Like, I don't see anything like. You know what? Like the only solo character I would accept to see in the Boba Fett, if I had the say so, would be Tobias Beckett, but it's not gonna happen. Because no. he died. But I think that would be a great, great underworld character to bring in a show like this. Mm-hmm. To, Tobias Beckett. Who else? Maybe it's another clone. Like, what if it's literally like another bounty hunter clone that nobody knows about? That'd be a good, cool idea. But I feel like. What if it's Crosshair? It, nah, I doubt it. Because if that means if Crosshair lives, he'd be like near 80. And the Bad Batch is dead. Because then, like, they're basically, like, enemies. I kind of like that idea. That'd be, but... that'd be crazy, though, to see Crosshair versus Boba Fett. He's, he's basically his brother. Literally, his, like... The it ball. is his brother. Literally. Could be Omega. I think Omega would be age-reasonable. But I don't think Omega would do something like that. I don't know. It has to be Cad Bane. There's no other like I'm not thinking like any and nothing else. I'm not like, either. Like nothing besides else. legend characters. I don't know. I'm telling you, like if it's not Cad Bane by the end of this episode or like or like the beginning of episode seven, they they blew it. They literally fumbled the ball at the one yard line. Well, well, now, now let's hold on a second. Let's let's flag on the play. Hold on a second. Flag on the. So back before we started these after shows, I was really led to believe that this is a one season done and over mm-hmm. but the way the show's going i could see a season two mm-hmm. if they do a season two they would have to bring in Cobb vant in the next two episodes to get the backstory of him and boba cleared because the last episode that we saw boba in the flashbacks it goes straight from like, it, it, it literally skips over how 
He knew Cobb Vanth. We go right to him shooting Bib Fortuna. I still want to know how he knows Cobb Vanth because he tells Din Jarin, I want my armor back that you got from Cobb Vanth. I still believe that Boba met him at some point, but Cobb Vanth didn't see his face. If, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like he was under his robes or something. When or he, maybe he's just, like, asked around. So, like, maybe he just knows the name but not the person. Like, I don't see Boba Fett as the person that asks questions. Unless it would I mean, benefit. now he is. He's yeah, been, now he is. Now he is. Yeah. But, you know, we're still going to see the Rancor come into play. We're still going to have to see the mayor, yeah, how that comes in. There's, there's, there's a, a lot to do in the next two episodes. Uh, they have to be like an hour long, like this one. I think this. I think chapter six will be about forty-eight minutes. Forty-eight, yeah, roughly. Yeah. And I think chapter seven will be anywhere from thirty-eight to no. fifty-seven. There's it would. There's no way they would make a thirty-minute like finale. They, they did with the Bad Batch. Yeah, but the Bad Batch sucked at the end. Like, uh, like no, it didn't. The episode was so bad. Like, I don't, I hated Omega so much, and then it like cleared that like she's the oldest sister. Okay, fine, but like the ending was just like one of those like survival like. No. Like, no, nah, it's it sucked to, to no. me. Like they did. Was, I was so bitter. About they that. now, if I recall, Mando season one finale, it was not that long of an episode. It was maybe at most forty minutes. But but true true but like it was like a two part finale like the the episode before that. Let's like let's just episode. let's just take a look here at the run times on these on the Mando shows, because I really think one of these next two episodes is going to be very very short. I I don't feel like they're both going to be long episodes, but let's just take a look here. Mandalorian season. I'd rather have this one be the shortest but more meaningful, and then the last one to like. Just all out. Okay, so Mandalorian season one finale was forty-eight minutes, but you gotta take into consideration of the credits and all that. So maybe forty-five minutes. Season two was around the same, about forty-four minutes. Now, if we look at the episodes before the season finale, chapter seven was thirty-eight minutes, and then of season two, and then of season one. It was 40 minutes. So we look at season two. If we're basing it off of season two, say the Book of Boba Fett, chapter six, and Mando, season two, chapter seven, 38 minutes, which is roughly 35 minutes with the credits and everything taken out. So there's your next episode. All right, so the season finale, if we're going based off Mando season two, it's going to be about 45 minutes, which I feel like, they're gonna do that, but I feel like with as much story that we've not gotten out of the book of Boba Fett, I feel like they need to up each episode by fifteen minutes. So do you feel like the book of Boba Fett? This is like the chapter of Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, this is like chapters one through three in a book of forty five chapters. I feel like. I don't feel like they, you know, I I love the show. I give the show so far an overall 9 out of 10. And, you know, I love Boba Fett. He's one of my top three favorite characters. By the way, I did get this in the mail. This is the Disney Store 
exclusive Boba Ooh. Fett. Nice. Return of the Jedi. This thing is massive. He's like eight inches tall. Yeah, he's he's a big. Boy. And he did come with a blaster, but I don't like his articulation. That's as far as his arm will go. Did you even warm up the arms and stuff like that? I have not warmed up the arms, but just look how great detailed this is. It is pretty detailed. For you who for you who it? listening, you can't see this, but you can see this on our YouTube. Go subscribe, and uh, if we can hit hundred subscribers, we're gonna give away one of our Wolfpack goodies. Please so. Uh, Yes, you don't want to miss our content. We we have a lot of fun here. But yes, I actually plan to make this into the holiday special Boba Fett. <laughs> so, nice. So, but um, <clears throat> no. Anyways, what I was saying is, uh, I don't feel like they've gave us enough story. With, I don't count chapter five as a book of Boba Fett episode. That's not, so that's not at all. they've not given us really anything between chapters one and four. I mean, we got some major questions. We got how Boba Fett escaped. How he got Slave 1, how he got his armor. That's basically all we got. No fighting whatsoever. No fighting. I, that, I mean, yeah, we got, you know, he killed the Sarlacc. We found out how he was raised by the Tuscans. We found out how he lost his armor. We got a little bit of Tuscan backstory. But that's about it. I mean, there's not really anything... There's not really a climax of these four chapters. Yeah. So... Filler episodes. Mm-mm. 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 I feel like filler episodes. We don't use that word here unless I approve of it. <laughs> okay, but there was, what was it? No, I get two? it. Episode three was a filler episode. Two, yeah, three was 100% a filler episode. Yeah, I'd say like a 99 That was like, like Book of Boba Fett started off okay. The second episode was like, okay. And then the torpedo hit the third, the third episode. Yes. Like, I feel like. My favorite episode so far has been chapter one, just because I love Return of the Jedi, Boba Fett. I love seeing the flashbacks. I love seeing the Sarlacc. I just love that stuff. I liked chapter two because we got Chrysanthemum. We got to see him. We got to see Boba. You know, it was the most Star Wars episode I've ever seen from criminal to criminal. You know, you're not allowed to walk on our land unless you pay us. You know, that's that's very, you know, that's very Star Wars to me. I don't know. It just is. It's my personal connection to Star Wars. Then you get into Chapter 3, and you got the Skittle Biker Gang. And, like, it makes absolutely no sense. The, fast, the Power Ranger Gang. Yeah, the, the Power Ranger Gang. With the Grandma Speeders. Yes. So, I didn't understand that. Then you get into Chapter 4, and you actually see, you know, Wookiee Strength. And, you know, I love to see in the Wookiee, the, the, you know, the Chrysanthemum stuff. That's just great. And then you go to Mando Season 3, Chapter 1, and it's like, where does this even play in here? Have you seen those memes? That, like, it's kind of, I see them all over YouTube. They're like, you know, like a bantha, and then they're like, these Star Wars fans are just like, 90% memes, like 10%. Yes, yes. Like, and, you know, that's all fun and games. What I don't like in the Star Wars community is when they nitpick the smallest the little thing that just, you you know, they expect to be pleased, but they're not going to take it, whether or not it pleases them or not. They just want to complain. And you know who you are. You know who you are if you're listening. You know who you are. Just like the zippers in Star Wars. Like, that is the most outrageous thing I've ever heard. But... You know, chapter six, I feel like if Boba Fett does not show up in chapter six, I'm really going to, like, send an email to – I'm going to send a direct message or something to John Favreau and be like, dude, is this Boba, Mando, or Halo? Like, you're not making this clear for me. 
But, you know, I, I feel like Boba's going to be in the next two episodes. I mean, he has to be. It's about he's him. He's going to be at the end of episode six, and in, like, seven, he's going to be, like, in it for the most part. Yeah. Now, what I don't what I don't get, though, is, yeah, I get that we need to see Mando, and we get to see, I mean, we need to see him teaming up with Boba Fett. We need to see what happened to him. But I don't necessarily think the whole episode should have been about him i mean i think we should have at least seen boba walk up to meet him instead of fennec like it was like 99 percent, and then fennec's like yeah like uh that one movie where it's like oh hi mark like (sighs) i forgot that name (sighs) i feel like you know boba should have at least been there with fennec but i feel like for a mando season three this would have been a good chapter two or a chapter three. I feel like this would have been the filler of season three Mando. Pretty good filler. <laughs> yeah, it's a good filler. You know, you go to the dentist, they give you that good medicine. That's what this episode was for the chapter for season three of Mando. Is that good it's filler. To relieve the pain of writing like a bantha. And yes, all that. I love that. That's hilarious. But, all right. The big thing I wanted to get to was about Luke training Din Djarin, But here's the big, big thing. So we hear the armor talk about the tale of the the prophecy of the Mandalorians. There will be one who will ride the Mythosaur again, who will wield the Darksaber and reclaim the throne for Mandalore. According to her, they're going to have to ride a Mythosaur. What if this whole thing about Din Djarin not being able to use the Darksaber right, he actually just gives it up, or Boba challenges him in some way, and Boba wins. Boba takes possession of the Darksaber, rides a Rancor. What if the Rancor is his signet? So, that would mean, basically, that Boba Fett is the one in the Mandalorian prophecy to rule Mandalore. Just think about Boba Fett them ending the one series done and deal show with Boba Fett having control of the Darksaber ruling Mandalore. There's Mandalorian season three. Just think about that, man. Boba Fett ruling Mandalore with a Rancor and the Darksaber. Well, that's a good concept, but like the reason would have to be pretty good Mando fighting. Yes, Boba. that that would have to be the real reason right there. Like, what if, like... Like, Mando would just straight up have to shoot Fennec in the face. Like, yeah, that's what I'm sitting here thinking. Like, what if, like, Fennec... Like you say at the beginning, you think Fennec's gonna turn on Boba. What if she actually turns on Fennec, or on Mando, and Mando kills her? And then, like, Boba... And, and Boba, Boba gets, you know... How'd you do that? That was my family. Yeah. Man, we we should send in our resumes to Lucasfilm. Honestly, I would. I would tell them I would do better, or we would do. Yeah, better. Cause, cause let like let Rody and Radio wrap the, the next dots. movie. Because we can connect the dots, right? And it'll be like, because yeah, we do have some bad ideas, but for the most part, we have like good, they they I, make I mean, sense. Bad ideas. When I mean bad ideas. I mean like it'll blow people's minds away. Yeah, like it like, it makes sense, and it's not over fan service. No, definitely not. But it makes sense. 
because then because we just explained it like we were saying like Cad Bane like he still should be alive because like his species doesn't really age and right. he was already fifty by the Clone Wars so he's basically right. like because re- remember uh, I think the armor lady she was like basically dissing on the Empire because they ruled for like what twenty years and then they said yeah and Mandalorians like, like ten thousand yeah yeah and she's like it's like nothing so theoretically if that's the math like. Cad Bane's like seventy, which means he's like in his forties in like human, like yeah, he's like a dog. He ages yeah, by sevens, or yeah, or behind like, by sevens. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at like, Grogu. Grogu's fifty years old. Yeah, and he's an infant. Yeah, age doesn't really matter in Star Wars. Obviously, besides the physical features, but like yeah, yeah. other than that, like no. And like, I feel like at this point, Cad Bane would be like the Clint Eastwood of the Star Wars galaxy. Definitely, he needs to. A, start off the episode like it's like tumbleweed it's it's just tumbleweeds or something like Fennec like at the bar boom shoots Fennec in the face or something like that yes and we just see his shadow and then boom oh here's a thought here's a thought say he does kill Fennec Mando mm-hmm. comes in with the dark saber Cad Bane yeah. defeats him Cad Bane okay. takes the dark saber there's Boba's Boba chance. There's back. Boba's chance. That's true. Because if Cad Bane can wield two lightsabers in the Clone Wars, <laughs> that's true. How can he not wield the dark saber? But I thought, you know, it really does a good job. You have to catch. Go or ahead. Maybe the only reason, because what if like he comes back with Grogu in Episode Seven, and that's why he's like caught off guard because he has to choose between the kid and the lightsaber. So Ooh. he gives up the lightsaber to Bane. I mean, Cad Bane, and then he just tells Boba like, "Your secret safe for like, me." Or, or like he tells him like he rather he prefers to take care of the child than rule. Yeah. Like like burnt toast Mandalore, you know like. Yeah. No, then Boba's like, I need an army. This is the only way to raise an army. So yeah, and Boba, I don't think Boba would go around telling people that, you know, he just picked it up. <laughs> yeah, because he would just take it. He's, <laughs> yeah. That's his bounty hunter side coming out. He's like, I'll just take the easy route. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty smart. That's a smart play. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. See, see, people, we connect the dots. And it's not, an, <laughs> it's not overly fan serviced. It's not like Jar Jar comes in with, like, oh, his yeah, gold, dark like, guns blazing. Guns blazing, you know, like, oh gosh, yeah, I'm excited for what's to come. Um, so our theories are basically Luke Skywalker trains Mando. Yep. Somehow, Mando loses saber to maybe Cad Bane. Yep. Then in the finale, Rancor Boba. Rancor, Rancor Boba. Boba. Rancor Boba rule Mandalore. Rancor like, Boba we're speak, rules we're speaking Mandalore. Baby terms here, <laughs> just to like yeah. basically simplify what we just said. If you skip yeah. to now, what we just said. I would love to see that, man. If that happened, like, I'm gonna be on a high for like the next three days. <laughs> that would be I, so I, great. It would do the the the, the series justice. It would. I feel uh, like. Yeah. Well, I feel like these next two episodes, anyways, specifically the Dave Filoni episode, is gonna do this series service. Because, you know, yeah, Mando season two was great, but when you get to the Ahsoka episode, which is directed by Dave Filoni, look how much Clone Wars reference that we got in that. We got Yoda, we got the Yoda music, we got Anakin reference, we got Ahsoka, we got, you know, the Lothcat, which was from Rebels, 
Then we got Grand Admiral Thrawn, and this was all in like a 45-minute episode, man. I mean, let's just think about it, bro. It's it's crazy. But Boba with the Darksaber, that actually works out. Yes, I would love to see that. Like, I'm going to have to get a Black Series Darksaber now just for my Boba Fett. Or just get a Moff Gideon, throw the Moff Gideon away. Yeah. Yeah, get out of here, man. But, uh, no, like, my Boba Fett, if I ever get the Darksaber with the Black Series, my Boba Fett is going to have Thor's Hammer and the Darksaber <laughs> on display. Oh, God. I, I recently did some customs to some of my figures. I feel like Boba Fett is worthy enough to pick up Thor's Hammer. Boba Fett's not... I feel like Din Djarin would be, but that's because that's how they would ride him to me. Uh, Thor's Hammer... As a Mandalore, yeah, because like it's so weird because all Mandalorians have their own issues. <laughs> yeah, like, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really hard. I think Django, because he originally fought in the Mandalore, but he's dead. Yeah, so, he's like, dead. So probably people. I would love to see like the last episode, Boba, you know, just on the ground getting beat up one side and the other, and him start having flashbacks of Django. That would give me service to see Django again in live action. Yeah, just I just realized how much I appreciate Django because I remember seeing Django and I'm like, oh, that's just Boba Fett too. But I'm like, no, that's original. That's Django. Boba Fett one, yeah. baby. Yeah, like when he literally like like pistol whipped the the dinosaur Jedi. Like I'm like, and he just went like spun the gun and put it back in his pocket. I was like, dang, he didn't even hesitate. No, bro. <laughs> now that was classic cowboy western move yeah, right there definitely. not even has a just bang twirl holster that's insane yeah but, I'm, I'm excited for what's to come yes i'm excited too but i think that's all the time we're gonna have for the book of boba fett chapter five return of the mandalorian after show we really appreciate everyone listening if this was your first time listening we invite you to check out all of our shows wherever you get your podcast wherever you're listening to us right now on youtube we uh you know, hit that subscribe, you know, turn on the bell. You know, there's a little bell right there. You'll get notified whenever we drop a video. Yeah, ding. Uh, you know, if if you listen to us on a podcast and if your podcaster choice allows you to leave a review for our show, please leave a review because we love them and we will read them out loud on the show. And, um, I mean, we'll, we'll tell who wrote the review. And if you don't want us to have your name, I mean, that's totally fine. But, uh, you know, we'll read your reviews, your comments, everything. Um, I did have something here that I wanted to, if I can find it. I think I received a message the other day. Yeah, hate mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, you guys are good, but tell that Danny to shut up with Commander Fox, bro. <laughs> hey, I haven't even brought him up in, like... Yeah. Two episodes. So let me see if I can find it here. Um, let's see. Is this it? Yes. Okay. So this is a guy on Instagram. He goes by uh, Beamer the Collector. You know who you are if you're watching us. We're giving you a shout out here. Uh, he's a very cool photographer. He's got some great photos. Um. But he uh, he gave us a uh, a little. He sent me a message and said, "Our uh, smooth and calming voices help him with his schoolwork." Thanks one thousand. And then uh, he he goes on to say that he would love to have one of our shirts. 
So if we can reach that 100 subscriber on our YouTube, who knows, Ben, maybe you'll be the, the lucky listener. But uh, I really I thought that was really cool how he said that mine and yours, ironically, are smoothing voices help him with his schoolwork. So we really appreciate that. So we, re- we really appreciate everyone listening. And then uh, I think we had one more. We have a few toy collectors that listen to us. Um, one, one of them is goes by Star Wars. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, it goes by Star Wars Edge. Um, he's a 3.75 inch scale collecting collector or whatever. Uh, he uh, he gave us a shout out the other day, so we really appreciate that. And another one is uh, Five Seven Five Toys with a Z. Uh, I've personally talked to this guy before. He's a very great person to talk to. He's really helpful. Uh, he's he's the type of person that'll listen to you if you you need somebody to talk to. He's he's a very great guy. So go check out those people, follow them. Uh, once again, we appreciate everyone for listening and uh, stuff like that. Just send us your comments because we love to read them. We, uh, you know, whether it's hate or not, we we love it all because this is why we do it. We are here for the fans. We are fans ourselves, and who else better to talk about Star Wars than fans themselves to other fans? So, you know, so just find us on our socials uh, if you want to see our shirts. They're on our Instagram. Um. Hopefully, uh, if if you want to meet me, um, I'll be at ICCCon in Nashville, Tennessee, April the 30th, which is a Saturday of this year. Um, I'll be there uh, walking around interviewing people. Uh, uh, they they uh, they released uh, the guy who played uh, Non Numb. He's going to be a, a guest star there, so I'm definitely going to try to talk to him what it's like to be a creature on Star Wars, specifically Non Numb. Um, there's uh, somebody else there, I think, that's going to be there. I'm not sure if he's in Star Wars, but... And then Ian McDermott's going to be there. I don't know if... I can't promise that I'll be able to get him just because he's, like, the biggest celebrity there that they've announced so far. But uh, I will try my best, and uh, I will take videos and post them on our YouTube for everybody to see. And, you know, we'll talk about it here. And join us next week for the Book of Boba Fett Chapter 7. What do you think it's going to be called? Take a seat, saber. Boba Fett. <laughs> Take a, could be called like the saber. The saber, like but uh, you can join us next week on the Book of Boba Fett uh, after show chapter seven with special guest Michael Havens. Uh, he is the creator and owner of ICCCon that we will be attending in April. He's going to be on the show with us to talk about the Boba Fett, the Book of Boba Fett, as he's probably the biggest Boba Fett fan I've ever met. But, uh, but yeah, he'll, he'll be on here, special guest with him. Check out our other videos. Check out our recent interview that we had with Ray Kinnick. She's a great person to talk to. Uh, yes. Yeah, she's a very great person to talk to. We love her work. Can't wait for her fan film, bro. It's going to be great. Dude, clones? Yeah, clones, <laughs> man. It's going to be the wolf pack. I'm calling it. be the wolf pack. And Jaina Solo, I'm calling it. But uh, that's all the time that we're going to have for the after show on the Book of Boba Fett. Until next time, this is Chase. This is Danny. And may the force be with you here on Roadie and Radio. Mm-hmm.